Greetings. Yep, it's me, back again, with another episode of Band on Band. Firstly, are you enjoying this, this sort of more regular content? I am, but at the end of the day, I guess that doesn't really matter if I enjoy it. It's more about you. In this episode, I talk to Jordan from Gender Roles about the best band with two bass players. That's right, Crash Arrivals. One member of a good band, talking about another good band. Don't say we don't ever deliver the goods. All right, we're good to go. Are you ready? Yes. Let's go. All right. So you have chosen the uh, Derby Quintet Crash of Rhinos. Correct. I have. Uh, do you want to uh, give us a rundown of the first time that you ever heard the band? Um, so it was through the internet. Um, I think this was like sort of my coming of age part two. Sort mm-hmm. of, you know, you had the you had the sort of 2005-2006 Arctic Monkeys and stuff like that, which sort of kicked me off, and then and then I started to get more deeper into different types of music, and then I think this was my sort of emo uh, enlightening phase. Sure, you know, uh, someone so I so I heard it on this uh, this forum called Dancing Jesus. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> no, you never heard of it. Fuck, never heard of Dancing hell. Jesus. Well, it's that that's in itself is a very like interesting story about um it's it it was just it was one of the um early uh, internet forums where people from the music industry would come and leak albums um you know like three or four months before their release interesting and that was like one of the first sort of sites yeah. where that happened but but also you know like a lot of these things it actually helped bands like a lot because there was a lot of influential people on there loads of bloggers and it, and it actually, it was like, it was, that forum was totally part of, um, you know, the, the explosion of like blogs, online blogs for people finding sure. music. Like that was yeah, yeah. totally uh, in, instrumental to that, that, that one forum. So yeah, I, I saw that and I was just, there was a, there's like a submissions section of the forum and like me and my dad would just be scalping it every day, just find, finding new music all the time. Yeah. And then, yeah, that came up and it was like Derby. Uh, band and then you know like in brackets emo or something like that and I'd sort of always lumped in emo I was like a big Weezer fan so I was aware of like Pinkerton and that sort of stuff but I wasn't aware of the more Midwest stuff like I hadn't hadn't heard of American football by then Mm. and uh, and then yeah so I clicked on this and it was was an album sampler for the first album Distal Um, yeah, and it, I can't remember which four tracks. Let's have a look on my iTunes now, see what was on there. So this must have been around 2010, 2011? Yeah, it, um, I think it was before that. I think it was, I feel like it was before my uni days, like when I found them. So I think it was like 2008, 2009 when the sampler started kicking around. Right. Because when did the album actually come out? Uh, Distills came out in 2011. 2011. Uh, so, so their Wikipedia. Yeah, that sampler states. was that sampler was about for a bit because I know they I know they recorded it with a, a dude in Italy. Uh, mm. They recorded it live over like a week or something like that, or something even were, shorter than that. And it was on it was on Toulouse La Track, I think it was in, yeah, in they Italy. Yeah, to them, weren't they? I don't know if it was the actual guy who who uh, looked after that label if he if he recorded it it was some close tie with that and then they just went fuck it let's go and record the the album okay because I think I think they were just from a, a load of like different bands weren't they and the um, they'd never really played any shows before they released the album 
Right. Yeah. No, I've, I just looked on my... I couldn't, I couldn't see what was in the sampler. I, I do see that I've got some recordings that I did at the Brood once of them. <laughs> so much of a fanboy I was. So in, in, in 2009, 2010, 2011, you were on... On the internet, the days where you'd, you'd mine away an entire band's discography and then yeah. sift through it and decide if you liked it or not. And uh, you, you stumbled upon Crash of Rhinos um, and Distals sort of took you by, took you by force. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, was, it was quite uh, a new thing for some, like, to hear something so like, emotional mm-hmm. uh, in, you know... In that, in the purest way possible, it was you know all the, like, the gang vocals and the like the guitar work is I've never I'd never heard anything like that that sort of guitar work before, and it was yeah. so well considered. And there's two fucking bass players. Yeah, but that, again, that was the uh, that was the sort of thing that I mean I remember first listening to them probably around when Knots came out in 2013, mm. and. Uh, I remember just sort of reading up about them and, and, and hearing that they had two bass players and, and being thinking that was completely absurd. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like one of them's, one of the bass players is, uh, I feel like maybe it changes between the two of them, but one of them is playing more traditional bass lines mm. and, and the other one is is more like sort of on the higher end. Yeah, of he's bass. sort of or, doing some... Like guitar. Yeah, he's doing some leads, but it, it oh, they, they just make it work so perfectly. They, they, it's never muddy. Like they're they're yeah. obviously so aware that they don't want to muddy things up and it it's just adds, you know, adds so much to it. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah it just... Uh, yeah, something about it just got me. And, uh, I, remember, I, yeah. I remember being taken by the way that they described themselves as like five vocals, two guitarists, two bass players and a drum kit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and being like that is that is obviously the most simple way to describe your sound, but also in in the way that you're saying that quite intriguing. Yeah, yeah, like the 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 drummer as well. He's uh he's something else, uh, yeah. and 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 the album like the album like Distal as well. I I I'm, I'm know of this of Distal. I'm not sure about Knots, but it, you know it was recorded live, and like right. you can fucking tell. And that that is that is the perfect example of if you're in a band and you think. You, you know, you're thinking about, oh, you know, should we record live? Like, listen to that album, and that that's that's the best example that you're going to get of a, of a live sort of recording because it's so together, yet all, all over the place at the same time. And yeah. but and and in that, that you know, there's mistakes, but it, it's an amazing it performance. Yeah, it adds so much, and um, so you know, it's not it's not right for it for every band to do it in in, in each different scenario but for them in that particular moment with those collection of songs that they had bearing in mind they barely even played any shows together and then yeah. they went and did that like it's insane like i find it um in- interesting as well that they are i mean they probably have like less than 20 songs in their discography and over half of them are I mean, more than maybe maybe uh, three quarters of them are over five minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the weird things when when I when I sort of started getting into them. It was like you're like it's regular to be in like six minute plus territory for, yeah. Yeah, for one of their songs. Like the, the moment you feel like it, it's coming to a close, it just hits you with a third or fourth verse. Yeah, into, into some sort of twiddly chorus. Yeah. emotive but I don't really they don't really seem to have choruses or anything like that it just seems to yeah, but continue in, in a way they're not yeah but it, at the same time though it's not like it's not post-rock in, in, in you know that sort of just 
I don't want to say like generic, but yeah. that post rock sort of thing where it just keeps on going and going on something else and this and that. It like they can have a song that's like seven minutes odd, Crash of Rhinos, and by the end of it, you're singing the bit that you that you heard at the start of the song. Like yeah. I, I don't know what what's going on with the structures. I've never even really looked into it too much. It's just yeah, they, they got they got a way of uh, of sort of of crafting songs like that that I, I, I've never really heard in, in too many other bands. It's like, it's really forward thinking. And to be able to, no. for it to be like, so to have hooks uh, and it, for it to be so catchy as well, like. Yeah, yeah. it's like they're, they're emo as hell, but they're not. <sighs> they're emo as hell, but they're not. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Crash's Rhinos as an emo band. No, they're just, they're just a, a great they're guitar just a band. band. Yeah, yeah, they're just a, like a great, a proper great guitar band. Like, And they're not, they're not post-rocked in the, in, in the sense that you are sitting there for 20 minutes wondering what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah. But they do have soundscapes and they do seem to have influences in that, in that world. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the, uh, one of the guitarists, you know, I've done them, I've done them a research. I've never, I've never really met the dudes properly, but one of the guitarists, he, um, I think he, I think he does that for his. I'm not sure for his main gig, but he he, he does uh, lots of uh, scoring and stuff like that for films. So oh, I think that's where some of their, um, you know, their yeah, like you said, those sort of soundscapes. I think that they, I think they consider like, you know, all the overtones because you've got a lot of instruments there, and and right. and it's not like uh, you know the each guitar they'll swap between rhythm and lead and stuff but a lot of the time they're both playing chords so you've got then you've got two bassists like, and then two guitarists and you've got you've got a lot of um, you've got a lot of sort of uh, brightness there and, and I think they mm. think about overtones and stuff like that a lot um, and yeah it's uh, and, and, and then live it's sort of yeah as you can imagine it's pretty powerful yeah and another thing that I enjoy about this band is that they don't I was talking about Martha a couple of days ago and that they, they don't shy away from from their own unique accents and the fact that they are from, you know, Derby. Hell yeah. Um, I think I think that's something that I think more people in the world need to need to embrace these days. Yeah. I I'm I'm uh yeah, for sure. I I'm big on that and uh Yeah, I know, like that's I think you know that was again that was one of the things that grabbed me because it's you, you don't hear that too much especially when it's that uh that sort of emotional as well mm. um yeah and it's it was just just like pure honest a pure honest good old rock band is what they are <laughs> Hello everyone, it's, uh, it's me, Connor, the, the host of this here podcast. Uh, this is an advert. It's not sponsored, it's just, it's just me. Um, I'm talking to Jordan from Gender Oz, and they're going to be doing their biggest UK tour. We're talking hitting all the spots. We're talking Glasgow on the 26th of March. We're talking Newcastle on the 27th, Sheffield, Manchester, then a little bit of a break into April. We're playing Bristol on the 1st of April, Birmingham on the 2nd of April. And then the big one, the big one that I think everyone needs to come down to is uh, playing the Dome in London on the 3rd of April. That's that's gender roles at the Dome in London, 3rd of April. Buy tickets. I don't know, it might already be sold out. So if it's sold out, we'll do this again. Anyway, back to uh, back to back to the content.
So, you, so you, you're sitting there listening to this band. Do you remember the? Um, do you remember the first time that you got to see them live? Do you remember where it was, the <sighs> setting, the vibe of the day? I remember. I remember first my uh, my girlfriend at the time. She went and saw him before me and she she didn't even really like him she just knew that I loved him and then she she got me a t-shirt and that was in Tunbridge, Tunbridge Wells and uh so I was I was pretty pissed off about that if you if so she knew that honest. you liked them and decided to go oh well she you know she was like oh Crash the Rhinos are playing and she was back she was back home or something and then she went and saw him and I, I was like oh, right. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it I said fuck it now <laughs> but anyway so um and uh, they didn't play an awful lot. Um, they weren't like you know a massive band really, uh, by any stretch. And they, so they weren't yeah. they weren't playing an awful lot. And then there was obviously they're from Derby, and I think they were doing a gig at, at the end of the year or something like that at the Victoria in Derby. And um, and then I was just I had a mate who was one of my best mates, Sam. He was living in uni, uh, living in Derby at uni at the time. So and then and then I by that time I'd got all my mates into into the songs as well and they were they were fucking well up for it so uh, I just said to Sam I, I was living in Brighton at the time at uni and um, mm. yeah I just I just said to Sam right I'm I'm gonna have to go up and see him because they're not, they're not gonna come down here uh, so yeah I went up to Derby and um, oh, what did I say? I think I'm, I think I mess I don't know if I messaged him or I comment I don't know if this was like Twitter. Or it, it might have even... No, it wouldn't have been MySpace, would it? It might have been something like Facebook. And I, I said... Uh, I think I was on the train up and I said, I'm coming up from Brighton. And uh, and then during the show, like, one of them said, oh, oh is, there, is there a lad from Brighton here? And I was like... <laughs> I was at the front, like, eight pints deep, just like... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I think he said, I'm mental. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, mental to get the train. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but what a, what a gig! Like, obviously, you know, it's one of them where you're singing every words. It, it almost yeah. can't go wrong. But it yeah. like they're just a, like a force, um, and th- that was the first time. And then I saw him again at um, Green Door Store in Brighton, probably like a couple of years later. And they were supporting mm. a band called Rain. Uh, I think they're an Italian band. Um, I think it's. Have you heard of them? I've heard of a cu- Rain R A I N. No, uh, it's like R E uh Oh, Rain, as in like a, the reign of a king or something like that. No, it was a weird uh, oh. spelling, like R E A I N or something like that. Oh, God, if there's anyone listening to this, that's an if. <laughs> so there's probably going to be someone who's. Calling me every name under the sun now, forgetting this band. They're they're they're, they're relatively yeah they're, they're they're a sort of a very uh, big sort of cult band sort of right. post hardcore stuff. So this must have been in like around 2013, 14? Yeah, it was before Knots. I think it was before Knots came out though. Um, right, okay, but, so twenty twelve. Yeah, but I I knew I knew quite a lot of the songs off Knots because I'd I'd record. I think someone recorded them on YouTube and I like bounced them to audio and just classic. I'd listen to them all the time, so then I went. I went go and see them, and uh, well, it was pretty busy, and they were they were like main support, and uh, yeah, I was just watching them. I can't remember. I think I might have been on my own. Yeah, I think I was, and um, just came on, and I just got like crazily like emotional, like when they were playing, and I think they were playing. I think they were playing like a couple of songs at first that I didn't hadn't even heard, and I was just fucking crying, <laughs> like. Full on, but you know where it's sort of like 
I, I don't know what I don't know why like how this started happening. I was just sort of like really emotional, like mm. sort of like three deep at the green door store with about hundred people there. But yeah, yeah, that was like just uh, I've never I've never ever had that before. Apart from my first gig with my dad watching Weezer at Hammersmith Apollo when I was that was like my first proper gig. Uh, got a bit teary then, but yeah. Apart from that, like, never ever happened before. Not happened since. Yeah. I'd, I'd be I'd be up for it happening, and again, to be fair, like <laughs> I guess it means I'm, that you're watching. I guess it means that you're into it. Eh? Just means that you're emotionally invested <laughs> yeah. in something that you're probably never going to see again, or a time and a space that is just feels right. Yeah. And, you know, having three pints usually <laughs> usually helps Gets you on the feelings. way. Yeah. <laughs> and when you hit that bong, woo. <laughs> so as um as an artist yourself what was it that you found inspiring about crash rhinos or what what it inspired just what was inspiring about that band just um the the very 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 playful band um with 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 everything that they do and they, they don't do anything normally you know they wouldn't their, their song structures like like we said they're I don't know that they're, they're they're out there, um, mm. so yeah. I don't know. It teaches you a lot about how you can step away from the mold in terms of like, oh, oh is verse chorus, verse chorus, oh, let's put a pre-chorus mm-hmm. in, oh, uh, you know, and then and then we'll play the chorus three times, and then we'll do a little twiddly thing at the end, and then that's it. Like it's they they never did. I, I, I don't think you could find a Crash Rhino song that follows like a popular structure like that. But still, no. you're you're singing along to like you listen to them a couple of times, and then the, the words are in your head, mm. um, you know. And it's it's so heavy as well. Like, like I, I I'd stick them on, you know, in the van all the time. If you know, you just want to so sort of get a bit of head banging going or whatever. Like you know, yeah, you want you want to just sort of. Uh, blow out the cobwebs when you're stuck in the in the van like that's one of my yeah. go-to albums like it's um it doesn't fuck about like it's but it, again it's they're, they're they're obviously really playful and careful with their dynamics as well and that's it's something that's considered so you know if, if you're going to have your heavy bits then they're not going to be as um as sort of enjoyable unless you've gone down to you know and you've you really brought the dynamics down in the song and yeah, I don't know. That's that that gold on red song. It's sort of on distal. That um, I don't know. Some of the some of the riffs are so like. It's obviously some of the tunings that they use. That it's mm. so like melancholic, but uplifting at the same time. Yet they can then within the same song, um, bring you over to like a, a sort of darker uh, corner. And I, I yeah, they they managed to sort of grab you and, and, and yeah. sort of uh, pull your pull your emotional cords a little bit. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, totally. I feel like they were... Um, they, it was interesting that you were saying about the structures of the songs. That it, it, didn't, it doesn't feel like when you're listening to any of their songs that they are writing to any... any, any structure in mind. It feels like they are five people that are so yeah. well musically and emotionally interconnected yeah that they they know when the song is done obviously a company you know you being in a band and the working with bands you you get to know that that 
has yeah years of you know listening and writing and hanging out with each other but it never no. it never feels like a, any of their songs go on too long and again as i was saying like yeah like yes yeah, like that um, over <laughs> I mean, five minutes long. Like, as a musician, like when you listen to that uh, big C, I say as a musician. But you know, like yeah. for anyone that's like sort of played music for any amount of time, <laughs> like when you listen, like the first song on the album, and he fucks up the the counting, and it's and like you just you've already yeah. got a like you pretty much got like 90% of the band in that first like six seconds. Like, you know what's going to happen. Like it's fucking, it's going to be like fall to the floor. Like it's fun, it's joyous, but it's, it's heavy. It's, it's sort of, it can be quite sad and like, emotional at times. Like, but yeah, like that song, that, that big C, that's got to be, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's full of it's it's full of like early mm. uh, sort of like early adult anxieties and yeah so much yeah. about it is as you were saying uplifting in, in the same stroke of the brush mm. like it doesn't it, it it seems to jump all over the place emotionally i think Definitely. through through both the records i mean like on knots you've got songs like some of all paths and lucky has a name that yeah that just seem to jump all over the place emotionally and like grab you from from here and there and pull you everywhere and then spit you out at the end and you're like I don't yeah. know what just happened but I think I enjoyed it yeah like yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm going to listen to it I'm a big fan yeah. of Knots as well obviously <laughs> I, I just, I'm just talking about Distal so much because it, it was that was the, the first one for me so it's um, but yeah no like they're uh, yeah it's it's yeah, I mean, you, you can really go and get into it as well. Like, I imagine if, you know, as a, as a bass player, listening to those, you know, those two go off each other as, and the way that they play as well is amazing. Like, as, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a sort of drummer first yeah. and then a guitarist. So, like, like for me, the, the dude behind the kit, like, he, he had a fucking, an actual bell. Like, like you know, you see the the dinner ladies at, at lunchtime. Like he's got he's got one of them, like but just hanging, like amazing. <laughs> and you can hear it all over the all over the record as well. And he's so he's so creative and and playful. But yet it's but also is like so tasteful. Like he doesn't go over the top. And like there's there's licks all over the yeah. place. But it's music that like can totally lend to that. So it's 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 totally appropriate um and yeah like 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 we said like when they need to get down to the like four to the floor just fucking riding it like all of them you know that they'll, they'll all do that at the right times like every, every member of the band so that that you know they're not um they're, they're more than able to to go crazy and sort of noodle out and stuff but they you know you, you don't get too much of that it's um yeah mm. Yeah, I'd like to see. Yeah, well, we've got um, more bands in the vein of Crash of Rhinos. I f I feel fine. They're they're. I mean, to me, they're they're definitely uh, influenced by them. I but I would say by listening to them. You, you've worked with them before, haven't you? Yeah, like yeah. I, I I see that in them, and like I I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's great to see bands that are taking that that sound. Um, and, and they're obviously influenced by it, but I want to see what where they can take it, 
you know, like that. That so I, I think I feel fine. They're 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 a really good band, yeah. and they're they're one of those bands where I'm like, oh, you could go and make your own little yeah, make your own little thing of this because that's 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 what you it's could, all about, isn't it? You know, it. it's you know, no one wants to hear the same thing again. And I think they've they're they're all super yeah. like, really good dudes. No. Final thoughts on Crash of Rhinos. Yeah. One of the, one of the most, on most important bands in my life. Yeah, that I'd say Distal was probably one of the most important records in my. Yeah. Certainly in my sort of um, foray into sort of emo. Well, you know, hey, hey, it's fucking saying this emo stuff because, like, like we said, they're, a, they're just a fucking sick guitar band, like. That sort of end of, <laughs> but you know, after yeah. listening to Crash of Rhinos, I sort of uh, I went and dug a little deeper into them, and then and then from then they got into um, they got me into uh, Algonon Cadwallader um, because they yeah they they played some um, they Oof. played some shows with them. That's a whole other and, story. Uh, yeah, so then I got into them, and then from from you know they were, those were quite a popular band, and then you're on YouTube by that point, and you're on fucking, you know, you, you're all your recommended videos are coming up, and uh, so then then that's when led me into sort of uh, like bands like Midwest Pen Pals, and um, yeah, yeah, and Ooh. and then obviously just like into like Saying all the, names. the 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 standards, American football, you know, a bit of a. Oh, who's that? Like sort of hey, you know, um, yeah. band called Hey Mercedes. Yeah, like the. I, I feel like Crash of Rhinos yeah, are a band that uh, uh, some dudes that would probably listen to bands like Hey Mercedes and uh, oh, who's the other ones? Jealous Sound, maybe. Yeah, I think that's maybe the same guy in that one. Basically, an important gateway band for you. And pretty much, yeah. My my gateway drug. (laughs) Awesome. That's a great place to leave it. Sick. Was that alright, yeah? Usable? Good good job. (laughs) Yes, Joe. Big thanks to Jordan for taking the time to chat to me there. As mentioned in our highly professional ad back there, Dender Rolls are on tour from March the 26th to April the 3rd. You can still grab tickets now, probably. I don't know, they might have sold out, but you, you, know, you can try. You just give it a go. Anyway, Band of Band was hosted by me, Connor Laws, and edited by my good friend and Hawaii 5 0 drum fill lover, Oscar Lydiard. Remember to subscribe or follow, rate us on iTunes, share with your friends, and yeah, just, just keep on keeping on. Just keep on keeping on. And I'm going to tune in next week, I guess, if you like this. 